Coming to you live from my apartment, it's Rob Has a Podcast, colon, Survivor Know-It-Alls. And here's the guy who is the head of the Goon Squad, Rob Sisternino. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Survivor Know-It-Alls. Stephen Fishback will be joining us uh, in a moment. He's currently uh, walking around uh, his house looking for an Ethernet connection to uh, plug in his laptop to give you the utmost... And uh, most amazing viewing experience. And so uh, Steven is looking to uh, plug in. I figured uh, why you guys were good enough to show up and watch us while you could be watching our country's fate decided. Instead, you said, you know what? Survivor Philippines Episode 3. I think I got to get a little more in-depth on what's going on there for those of you guys joining us live. And uh, God God bless you. You know what? Chances are, one way or the other, things are probably going to be... Pretty much exactly the same. For you Survivor fans, are you better off today than you were four years ago? I say yes. I say that you are better off today than you were four years ago because four years ago you would have been sitting there watching, uh, uh, what season would we be? Uh, eight, if we went back eight seasons, that would be, uh, what, Survivor 17 there? And so, yes, you would be, you are better off today watching Survivor Philippines than you were watching Survivor Gabon. And plus, there was no Rob has a podcast back then. There was no Spreecast. So we are better off now than we were four years ago. So thank you guys for joining us. We have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Uh, I think we're going to focus here tonight on the Matt Singh tribe and uh, the disaster that has been both that tribe and Russell Swan's game. Somehow, some way, Russell Swan avoids elimination here in week three. I thought he was a goner, but somehow he's able to do it. Uh, so we're going to mostly focus on that here tonight. Uh, Steven and I are going to get into it. And then uh, tomorrow on our main podcast, we're going to get into everything. I'm going to talk to uh, a guy that I spoke with for the first time last season who I thought we had one of our best podcasts of the year. Uh, none other than Mr. Adas Bushkowkis. Uh, so we're going to talk with Adas tomorrow and uh, get into everything. Uh, one, Really one of the um, more articulate people to talk uh, Survivor with that I found last season. And he's he contacted me. He said, I'm ready to go. Let's talk some Survivor. So we'll uh, get Otis back on tomorrow. Steven, how are you? Yes. I can, I can hear me fine. Oh. I, can, I can hear you fine. What are the people saying? Oh, no, this is much improved. It, it has gotten much better in the last, like, 15 seconds. A little... A little. Oh, I, bet, I bet this was a poster. I bet this was Trey. Yeah. No, I think I think we're gonna be fine. All right. Yeah. All right. So, Stephen. Okay, okay. First off, uh, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. I'm in Los Angeles, Rob. I'm in uh, I'm in sunny LA. You know, so uh, it's nice. It's beautiful here. Yeah. Uh, I, I would How are you? I'm I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. Very exciting episode here tonight. Uh, it's been a very much like a Greek tragedy though here for this Matt Singh tribe as we go along. I I felt like early on in this episode, there's no we ha- we didn't see a ton of the Matt Singh tribe in the first uh, opening act, and I said okay, well there's no way Matt Singh is going to tribal council again. But no, sure enough, they did. <laughs> Um, there's just nothing else to show, I think, right? Like, there's nothing left for us to see about Matt Singh. Like, they're falling apart. We know Malcolm and Denise are smart, and we know that, uh, Russell and Angie suck. So, at the end. Yeah, they do suck. Yes, it was, that was quite a terrible job by Russell Swan, who's really come out of the gate this season with absolutely nothing. 
Do you think what what is it? He's a huge guy. He's a ripped guy, right? And like, how does a ripped giant guy like that? How does he have zero like zero energy? I don't know. He has zero energy, and also he seems to have like zero gameplay. And it's really, I find it to be just so odd for a returning player to come back and just have nothing. And and Russell Swan's a good guy. We both, I'm sure we both like Russell Swan, but he really has uh, not impressed me in any way, shape, or form this season. Um, have hey, was my leg off? I'm getting reports that my leg uh, very is horrible. Why don't we do this? Why don't we have you refresh the page? Go out for go out for a second. Right. You refresh and then uh, come back. Refresh to death, Stephen Fishback. How right, about that? It's not if it's not happening, you know, you know, it's not happening. No, it's hap- it's happening. It's happening. We're just going to have Steven refresh. I know uh, some of you guys, I heard him fine, but I guess you some of you guys live are saying that there's a little bit of a la- of a lag and uh, we want you guys to have the utmost most pleasurable viewing experience ever here. You guys are good enough to join us live here uh, talking about Survivor Philippines. And uh, so much to get to here on the uh, the live show tonight. We'll talk about uh, Get into a little bit about uh, Penner and Jeff Kent potentially working together. And then uh, a lot of the drama just boiling under the surface over at the Tandang tribe, uh, which I want to keep saying uh, Fandango, but that's not what it is. It's Tandang and uh, a little bit of uh, something brewing there with uh, Abby Maria and Pete. But uh, we're going to focus on... Matt Singh uh, right off the bat and takes uh, some of your questions. Uh, so let's let's see if uh, Steven is back up and ready to go. Let's uh, try try him one more time and then we'll get into answering some of your questions here on uh, our epic debate night here at Survivor Know It Alls. How are you doing, Steven? Do you feel better? I'm good. I, I've, I'm. This is a great experience. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. You seem you seem uh, a little excitable tonight. I, 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 you know, a lot of, yeah, I love dogs. They were like all sitting now. They were very boisterous. Had a lot of coffee. So it's, I'm ready. I'm ready to talk Survivor Rob. Maybe the West Coast brings this out of you. Maybe back in New York, you're like beaten down and like depressed and sullen. But here on the West Coast, you get the sunshine. Uh, you're like a new man. That's right. That's right. You know, a little bit of the, you know, this is my roots. It's like, it's like a, that, who's the the Greek Titan who you lifted him away from the earth and he like lost his power? That's me. Was wasn't that Hercules Cochrane? Wasn't that? Yeah, Hercules did the lifting. Hercules lifted, but it was someone else who got lifted. It was like Atlas or something, but it wasn't Atlas. Anyway, um, that's 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 my reference. Yeah. All right. So let's get into. Um, all right. So I'm ready to talk about Russell Swan. Yes. Ironically. Ironically. You, you... Oh, go ahead. Do you like the Malcolm and Denise alliance? Like, this has to be one of my favorite alliances in history. Like, they're both so great. And like we saw tonight with Denise, she's she's as athletic as Malcolm is. You know, like, she's a, she's a beast. I love the Malcolm and Denise uh, alliance. The only thing I don't like about it, and, you know, there's really nothing they can do about it, that it's a very out-in-the-open, obvious pair uh, that they're sort of making no bones about that they are an alliance. If they could have almost hidden that they're working together so closely, I would love it. It would be amazing. Uh, you know, I remember uh, – no, not that I was a physical uh, – 
help to anything in my Survivor playing time. But uh, like uh, my alliance with Dina, I felt like early in Survivor of the Amazon, sort of a similar sort of vibe. And so I very much like the Malcolm-Denise alliance. Uh, Nicholas wants to know, Malcolm and Denise remind me of Marty and Jill from Nicaragua, two very strong physical strategic players who have a solid secret. Again, not that secret. Uh, and are completely controlling the tribe. Unfortunately, like Jill and Marty, they're down to the numbers, and I hope they find a way to come back. Um, yeah, uh, we. I think everybody likes Malcolm, Malcolm and Denise. They're, Ameri- they're our homecoming king and queen of Survivor right now. A little bit strong. I agree that like Jill, that uh, Denise's edit is a little bit like the Jill Bam edit, but. Um, I think that they're better than, than Jill and Marty, you know, like the Marty was over the top, like, and, and neither, like both Malcolm and, and Denise are both like very good at establishing really strong social connections with the people around them. And that's what makes them so remarkable. You have one person who's creating these bonds and then the other person brings something else. And with both of them, they're both so great at like actually fostering, you know, personal relationships. Uh, Chris Joy wants to know, are you worried that if Matt Singh loses, Denise and Malcolm will likely be separated and voted out shortly thereafter? Okay, so this is where I want to get into, Stephen. Tonight, do you feel as though they made the right decision to vote out uh, to vote out Angie in place of Russell Swan here at this tribal council? I think they did. I think they made the right call. And it's tough. Like, because Angie, on the one hand, you have loyalty, right? Someone you know is going to be with you no matter what. Uh, and Russ Swan, I alienated from them. Um, but I think at this point, they're just, they have to be desperate to win something. And I think their better shot is with Russ Swan, you know? Hmm. What do you, I, what's your opinion, Rob? I don't know. I kind of feel like uh, they might have screwed this one up. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. Now, I know that Russell Swan is a, is going to be better in the challenges than Angie is going to, but I kind of feel like this tribe is just a derelict tribe that's going to be split up at some point. Now, maybe it'll be the next episode. Maybe it'll be the one, and I guess it won't be the next episode because we're seeing Matt Singh like uh, next week. Matt Singh is going to fight for their last chance, um, so it's probably going to be n- uh, not next week. But either way. Win or lose, if Matt Singh gets down to two people, they're going to split them up. Okay, so so basically, Malcolm and Denise are going to go to. They're going to say, "Okay, here, uh, Penner, here's one one of them. Scoop in, here's one of them." So win win or lose next week, uh, this will be it for Matt Singh. Now, hypothetically, if they win uh, and they go down to three people next week, now you have Russell and Malcolm and Denise in the mix. And if that's if that was Angie in place of Russell and Angie goes to another team, you know down the line if Malcolm and Denise pick up Angie somehow again after the merge, she's back with them whereas Russell Swan in the game is now a loose particle who could go off with anybody. He could end up on a tribe with Mike Scoopin and sort of team up with Mike Scoopin. He could end up somehow with Penner, he could end up with Jeff Kent. I end up with artists. So he's sort of like a guy, a wild card in the game, who if they split up these three people, that could come back to bite them more than keeping Angie in the game. How about that? I, I definitely see what see the point, right? Like you want, you want, when you're so small, loyalty is so important. And like challenge wins become almost irrelevant. But, you know, your premise is that they, and I think if I were, and as a viewer, I think that's a safe premise. But I think if I were in the game, I would think like, 
what is the more <laughs> you're about to lose it. What is the more conservative move? Yeah. Um, you know, like how do I know that I'm going to get broken up? Like we've seen like with um, Upolu, not Upolu, Ulong. We've seen with Ulong that like they let that tribe go down to one person, you know? So you just, I feel like as a player, you just don't know what the, what twist the producers are going to throw at you. And yeah. you want to play as defensively as you can. Juan Burgos in the chat room says, Rob is overthinking it. That's what I do. That, that's what I do. Uh, NM Soccer 11, was it the right move for Angie and Russell to not uh, team up and force a 2-2 two to two tie? Uh, how about now, again, uh, Angie, I'm sure, is not thinking, is not thinking this way. Um, Russell Swan, right. not thinking. Forget about uh, thinking about the rice box. Uh, forget about thinking outside the box for Russell Swan with, uh, hey, why don't I grab Angie and let's, if it's going to be one of us, let's go for a 2-2 tie. Force uh, a, a, what would happen at that point? A fire-making challenge for a 2-2 tie? Is that the survivor rule? I think fire-making is now only like Final Four. I think they do, uh, oh no, Rocks is only Final Four. I mean, who knows? You know, who, who knows? They'll mix it up. Yeah, I think at this point that they've done... It would be rocks. It would be rocks, and at the final four of the game... I mean, I don't understand the difference between a tribe of four people pre-merge and and the final four, why it would be a different tie-break scenario. Maybe because there's no individual... There's no... uh, Nobody has individual immunity here? Is that what the difference is? I don't really get it. Even, like, I mean... Like, it's funny, like, you think, like, why don't those two people ally with each other? But it's just, like, realistically, it's it's one of the great mysteries of Survivor, but it doesn't happen, you know? People don't think that way. They get so caught up in their own sort of narrative that they don't think, why don't I totally and, like, ally with the person who's the exact opposite of me? Yeah. Um, and I think both of them probably thought they had, you know, the other thing is Malcolm and Denise doing the good work of, of uh, convincing each of them that they're the one to stay. So each of them probably feels safe to a certain degree. Yeah. Uh, Ollie Wall says, I think Denise made the right move. Malcolm didn't. He would be better off with Angie and Denise. Um, so that they felt like, uh, so Malcolm, I guess Ollie feels like Malcolm should have vote, got everybody to vote Denise out of the game, which is just ludicrous. That is a, a crazy plan. No, no, he's saying, Ollie's saying that he, he would be better with, with Denise to okay. vote off Russell. Okay, uh, well, um, I, I can't I, ar- can't argue with that. And I, here's my logic: and then, if you keep Russell in the game, and then you lose tribal, you go to tribal council again, then you can vote him out next week. Um, uh, even if you know, even if or if you kept Angie in the game, you could vote her out next week. Um, so uh, uh, Jessica Fraser wants to know if we have a question from John Cochran, a man who knows a thing or two about uh, picking purple rocks. Uh, sure, I would love to take John Cochran's question. Yeah. Uh, he wants to know, do you like the conch shell sound effect transitions between the scenes? Now, John Cochran, he, he's, he's a man who pays attention to detail. He knows all about the tribal councils, the set decoration, the sound effects. He watches this all with a very keen eye. I, did you notice the conch shell transition between scenes tonight? Um, I, I, I have noticed that. It seems so manly, right? Like, it's just very uh, masculine. I really like that. I actually feel like this whole season of Survivor is just like up the uh, the masculinity, you know, with this uh, these crazy water challenges and the crazy weather. Um, you know. 
It's a, very, it's a that's, man, that's a man season of Survivor for uh, you know, it's it's 2012. Man season of Survivor. Yeah, we've we've upped the ante. It's a it's not a four finger handshake season of Survivor. It is a it is a man shake uh, season of Survivor. Dad, did you know about the four finger handshake, Stephen? <laughs> I you know I've given a two finger handshake or a three finger handshake I and mean, five finger certainly, but never the four finger. I, that's that's crazy. Yeah, and at the way Mike Scoopin is going this season, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's giving four finger handshakes by the end of the season, and <laughs> not because That's he's trying funny. to pull one over on somebody. Yeah, you like Jeff Kent as a survivor. Just, yes, the, my biggest frustration with Jeff Kent is that um, he won't ever come. You know, like he's rich and famous enough that he's not going to be desperate to come back for an season. You know, like he's great. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Uh, uh, Nick Fishman. Uh, wants to know, have you ever experienced or not experienced a man handshake or something like that on Survivor? Well, I, I think I may have gotten the four-finger handshake from Boston Rob uh, at one at one point in time. Now that, now that I'm thinking of that, on the replay, I think that may have been a four-finger handshake from Boston Rob I might have gotten. Which finger? Which, which finger? Thumb? No pinky? It looked like, like he, he had like a, what is the, the pointer what? out. So I, I don't know about that. I don't right. know which... Which finger you pull? So in maybe a, you like have this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know oh. about that. Uh, what'd you think of Stephen? What'd you think of Penner's move to bring uh, Jeff Kent uh, into the Penner camp at all? Did you like that move? Well, the interesting thing about Penner's move is that a lot of the time when people try to use the idol to make a relationship, they use it at, with people on the outs and at the bottom. So they kind of create a rallying point for themselves, right? like with lower status people. It was interesting that Penner went to the highest status person that there was and tried to get him to come over to his side. I kind of think it's a bad move. And you could see from the way Jeff Kent reacted to it is like Jeff Kent doesn't want to be someone on someone else's team. Jeff Kent wants, you know, he, he doesn't want to be in, in Jonathan Penner's boat. He wants to be in Jeff Kent's boat and wants to be his own shit. So I think that was, what do you think? I mean, I liked it. It was a little Hail Mary-ish because I think that Penner is in a bad spot and maybe Penner is realizing it's – the thing is it's Penner that's on the low rung of the totem pole and he's like trying to get to the top of the totem pole as opposed to bring uh, – you know, I guess he could have gone to these uh, girls that are in the tribe that don't ever talk and say, uh, hey, every, uh, hey, everybody, I got the idol – and let me go ahead and try to get you guys against Jeff Kent. Instead, he goes up to Kent and says, hey, bring me in. I like that. I uh, See, I, I just think that, like, yeah, I think he should have gone for the girls. I think he should have pulled Russell Hanks' move and, like, created the sort of alternative alliance and undermined the people from within. Uh, yeah. Then, you know, because like, Je- Jeff wants to be – the, the top dog. I don't think he's going to like being someone else's, you know, beta no, dog. Not going to like that. He he does not like he does not like playing second banana. He likes playing second base, but not second banana. And this we know from Barry Bonds. Uh, Jeff, it's Jeff Kent's way or the highway. Uh, Joe Maz says Penner friends close, enemies closer. So uh, good good to know. Uh, that's a Godfather two for Jonathan Penner. Yeah. Um, how, oh okay. Okay. How about this? Uh, I'm glad you brought up Russell Hance. Stephen, do you, th- do you find it ironic that we have one survivor named Russell who go- yeah. goes and looks for idols without ever having a clue, 
And then we have another survivor named Russell who has the clue yet never goes and looks for the idol. No matter how bad things are getting, <laughs> how bleak things are, <laughs> he, he does, n- does not care for the idol. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's you gotta assume he's looking for it, right? Like odds are he's looking for it. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, he had time to go into really, you know, uh, very poetic, uh, you know, went through the whole family tree, the entire Swan family. Uh, but yeah, not really a lot of time. Abby Maria out searching uh, Russell Swan for the idol. Uh, Carlos wants to know: yeah. Does did Russell forget he has the clue in the pocket for his idol? Uh, is that possible? Could he have forgotten he had the clue? Maybe he got lost when he was swimming. In the know? wash, like They were yeah. diving, like masks <laughs> are shattering, and idols are falling out of pockets. It could happen. Okay. Let's uh, let's talk briefly uh, about the, uh, Rus- the Mike Scoopin tribe and the drama going on there and a whole insurrection wow. against R.C. and Scoopin by none other than Pete and Abby Maria. Were you impressed by Pete tonight? I was really impressed by Pete. I thought Pete did a great move, you know, pulling in Lisa, isolating RC, casting out Mike Scoopin. And the great thing is, like, you know, like, Abby is nuts, right? Like, there seems to be, she has just some, like, weird chip on her shoulder about RC that, like, kind of doesn't really make sense, at least from our perspective, right, as viewers. Then it was funny to see how, um, like, RC sort of looked like it turned the headlights, you know, and she had that that confessional about... um, you know, I, I, my word is my bond. And Abby and I, we both gave our words. Our words are our bond. Like, what, you know, where, what's she doing? You know, where is she coming from? Seems like there's a few disconnects going on in that tribe. And that's going to be, that's the tribe that's going to be the most interesting. It's like, I'm tired of seeing Matt Singh go to tribal council. I so badly want to yeah. see one of those two other tribes. I want to see what's going to happen with Penner. And I want to see how this is all going to shake out with RC. Thinks she's got to deal with scooping. Then you got everything going on with Abby Maria and the idol and Lisa Welchel. Artist hates my scooping. Pete wants to make a power play. Martin says, how surprising was it for you guys uh, that Abby Maria was the one who found the hidden immunity idol at first at their camp? I, I was pretty surprised. I, it's kind of ridiculous that RC didn't go look for it, right? Like, she keeps on saying to Abby, like, Swanted. let's just go. How much better would you feel if you went? She'd get it? And Abby is like, no, no, no. So RC goes swimming. You know, like, why it's why doesn't she see that Abby is doing something behind her back, right? Like, what is she? She has so much faith in this person. It's crazy. Have you ever done that, Rob? Have you ever had so much faith in a person that they blindsided you and you weren't expecting? Uh, In real life or on Survivor? Steven, I I am a fiercely independent person. I have have no friends other than uh, present company. And uh, I am often forced to do things uh, by myself. So I would not wait for anybody else to look for the Hidden Immunity Idol. I would go in, out and do it by myself. Uh, Danielle, uh, Daniel wants to know, did you notice that Tandang was the only tribe that used goggles in the immunity challenge? Uh, yes, and, and they broke uh, Mike Scoopin somehow. Sh- only Mike Scoopin could shatter glass uh, in his face. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's funny that that was such like a sticking point for artists. Like, art, it's, like artists got so angry. About it, that might be audacity to criticize his goggle technique, and then his own was flawed. I love that. What like a weird like thing to get upset about? 
Yeah, that's what people get mad about stuff like that on Survivor. Oh, you lost the hook for the fishing thing or whatever. But Mike Scoopin is clumsy Smurf. He really is. He is so accident prone that it's like it's like a uh, a Saturday Night Live sketch that you would invent this character that's always falling in the fire, getting stitches, stepping on the rake, uh, breaking the goggles on his face. I mean, if he, if he was a waiter, he'd break all the dishes. Uh, it would be just, it's so hilarious to watch on a week-to-week basis. What's going to happen next? It is funny. Like, you know, his legacy is like this horrible accident happened to him in, in Africa um, or Australia. Yeah. But then it turns out that it was just like an essential thing. And if it wasn't the fire, like an anvil was going to fall on his head. Yeah. All right. So uh, we want to talk about the Russell Swan Tribal Council, and then, Stephen, we have a little bit of a treat lined up. We're going to have the first, or our annual Survivor debate, where uh, we're going to bring in a moderator, and we're going to debate a couple of the hot-button issues here on Survivor Know-It-Alls, week number three, Survivor Philippines. So what did you think of Russell Swan versus Angie. Who won that debate in your mind? Uh, either Angie, who said she's not going to quit, but then uh, about 90 seconds later was crying and in tears, or Russell Swan uh, in his case about how he is much stronger than Angie. I mean, one pretty clearly won, you know, according to the the verdict of who, who was successful. <laughs> uh, you know, I thought, I thought Russell was more impassioned. I mean, it just, it's like it, Angie saying, I wasn't, I wouldn't have ever quit. Like she did quit. She quit. Yeah. Like, she was like, I can't do it anymore. Right. Like yeah. didn't she actually quit. Yeah. I wrote um, this down. What, what, what do you think? <laughs> well, I love that Russell Swan talked about uh, a, a couple of points from Russell Swan's uh, speech that uh, he, he basically tried to, paint this picture of him giving up in the immunity challenge was that I was making a strategic decision for the betterment of the tribe that I knew I wasn't going to be able to get down there. So I made the strategic decision to go back so somebody else could go and get the puzzle piece. Like I like the the spin on that. That was that was a uh, well, it was like almost out of an apprentice boardroom. Uh, the spin on Russell Swan's uh, job there. <laughs> uh, that, I, oh, go ahead. Uh, would Donald Trump buy that? Do you think? Uh, no, he would. <laughs> don't, but but don't you, Russell? But don't you think that you should have gone down and got the puzzle piece? Don't you think that was giving up, Russell Swan? Don't you think so? Uh, I think he was giving up. Don't you think that he was giving up? Uh, And then (laughs) I thought Angie, if I was coaching Angie when Russell was talking about how he has what it takes to go far in this game and Angie doesn't, if I were Angie, I think I might have said, yeah, Jeff, you know, in fairness, I've never almost died playing this game. (laughs) I'm so far through nine days. I've made it through. I I stand on my own feet. Nobody's worried I'm going to pass out. There's no chance I'm going to be medevaced out of this game. (laughs) I maybe, maybe I have what it takes to get far in this game. Well, it's funny. Like Russell Swan, like said that was like, as a, as a, I gave my life for this game. A, like, no, you didn't. Like, you didn't drink enough water and you were evacuated. Like, B, yeah, like, no one wants someone who's going to, like, die, right? Like, no one, like, no one, everyone's like, you know, we're just, we're here for the money. We're here for (laughs) television. Like, I don't want that on my hands. You know, I would choose Angie. 
<laughs> it's the goon squad. All right, so let's bring let's bring in our moderator for tonight's debate. Uh, is uh, Mr. Snide Snidington, aka uh, Matt Forsythe. Uh, he was uh, he he helped cover uh, Big Brother for us uh, all season long, watching Dan Geesling. So he knows a thing or two about uh, the politics of reality TV show games. So uh, Matt, how are you tonight? I'm doing very well. It's uh, great to meet you, Stephen. And uh, how's the connection? I hear you well, great. You sound great to me. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, Let's explain the rules, uh, the rules of the debate. Uh, Matt is going to uh, ask us a question, Stephen. Then you and I will each have uh, 60 seconds to uh, answer the question, and then we'll have a 30-second rebuttal uh, for each of us. Uh, so uh, are, are you going to be uh, keeping time on this, Matt? Yeah, I got the timer right here. All right. Uh, so, Stephen, would you like to go first in the first round? I want you to go first. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to learn how this is done. All right, here we go. Survivor, Survivor Debate 2012. We have all the answers. Uh, so, Matt, let, let's let the debate begin. All right, Rob, who do you think, which returning player is in the best spot right now? Uh, for me, uh, that question is easy. I think that Jonathan Penner is in the uh, best spot of all the returning players. It's not a great spot uh, that we've seen the returning players to have better luck over the past couple seasons, and maybe these new players are starting to wisen up. But Jonathan Penner, he's a savvy player. He has an immunity idol in his pocket. He may, he's sort of like a uh, George Costanza in that he gets, you know, he's irritating at first, but then he starts to grow on you, John Penner. And so he's going to get in, he's like an earworm, and now he's going to ingratiate himself more and more with his tribe. Sooner or later, maybe uh, Penner and Kent are going to be best friends. They're going to uh, go on, and maybe, who knows, we could see a Penner and Kent uh, in the final three, even. So I like Penner's position. I think he's only going to be getting better every week, and he's getting stronger as the game goes on. Done. All right. Steven, who do you think is in the best position to win? Rob, I'm outraged by your suggestion. I think it's horrible. I'm embarrassed. The future of this game in this country, you know, for you to say things like that, it's, it's shameful and it's scandalous. Clearly, Michael Scoopin is in the best place to win of all returning players. Uh, Jonathan Penner, he's, the, he's no allies on his tribe. He's the bigger target on his, on his tribe. And he's just you know, revealed his hidden idol to his biggest enemy, Jeff Kent. You know, this guy has, like, taken the little bit of power he had in this game, and he's sold it out. Who wants him out of the game? Michael Scoobin, yes, he's a target now, but we know he has a very close alliance with RC. You know, Lisa Welchel wants him uh, to stay in the game. And um, that's three right there on a tribe of whatever they are. Six? Is that six? Six. Uh, yeah, so, you know, like, Yes, maybe it looks like things are down and out for Mike Scoopin now, but uh, and Mike Scoopin's a uh, powerhouse in the challenge. Yeah. Oh, uh, Stephen. All right, Rob, what's the rebuttal? Stephen, I, I think that you are just being willy nilly with the facts here. That we saw quite clearly tonight, people are working against Mike Scoopin. 
You know, you and your fat cat friends think Mike Scoopin has it all laid out on a silver platter, but people are working against him. He doesn't have an immunity idol, and he's injury prone. If somebody doesn't take Mike Scoopin out, the island itself is going to take Mike Scoopin out. He is a man who is going to be injured and medevaced out of the game before he may even get to Tribal Council. So there's no way he's in a great position in the game. Uh, as our, our our moderator got taken out, who who saw this twist of fate coming, Stephen? <laughs> got injured. Wait, should I rebut then? Yes, should, you or should. should we wait for a snide. You should. You should. The All show right. must go um, on. Yeah, we'll get him back. Sorry, snide. Um, my, uh, I, I, as you know, I completely disagree with you. Uh, you know, Michael Scoopin has shown what he can take. He's he's been burned. He's come back. He's he's bled from the face. He's come back. And, and he's a challenge beast. Like, did you see him today in the challenge? Like, he did three of those eight things. I mean, he's an anchor for his team. Jonathan Penner, he's, he's, he's expendable. Uh, he's swimming. He's, like, scooping isn't a threat. And I think Penner's a threat. I think that, uh, I think it's clear. I think that there's a no way, you know, that, that you're right. I, I think you're out of time. I think, <laughs> I think you're out of time. Um <laughs> Uh, were you excited to see the return of water challenges to Survivor? Oh my God, Rob! I have been so excited to see the return of water challenges. I just think it adds a level of, of toughness to the whole thing. You know, like the past few seasons, it's been people like climbers and playing bocce, and it's like, come on, let's just see. You know, and this really seems like a survival thing. You know, and, and no one was really crapping out. I mean, apart from Russ Swan in nineteen, like, no one really getting exhausted from these challenges. Whereas here, like everyone is, is on is exhausted. And I think that adds like really adds like some drama to it. Yeah. Are, Are you, you a good swimmer? I can hold my own. Yeah. I am not I'm not a great swimmer. Right. And yeah. What and and uh and a huge amount of water challenges did not play into my hand on Survivor All Stars, I must say. And we had a similar challenge to this on Survivor All Stars. And uh it was you know it was difficult to Pull your to get down there, and uh, the trick really is you got to pull that rope. If you're going without the rope, you don't have you don't have a shot. All right, Matt. After uh, a little snafu, you're you are back in in good standing. Yes, I'm back and I'm ready. This question right, quest- for you, Stephen. Right. Um, who is the overall in the best position to play the game out of everyone? Best position I have to, to win. Say, I think for right now you have to say Pete. I mean, like I hate to say it. But, you know, my, my heart is with Malcolm, but my, my, my brain is with Pete. You know, he's in a dominant tribe, um, and he's, he's not the biggest target on his tribe. You know, you've got Abby, who, who is creating drama with RC. You've got Mike Scoopin, who's a big target because he's a returning player. And you have RC, who has been very aggressive for the first few days. So I think that Pete, you know, what, what the things Pete said today about, I like to hang back, I like to observe, and then I know which moves to make. Like, that's very Bryden Heideck-esque. I think that Pete is, you know, creating savvy decisions based on the the tracking of all. And um, the other 17 players, or however many, are horrible choices. And whatever Rob chooses is an abomination. An abomination? How dare you, Stephen? Uh, Pete? Pete is your pick? I thought you were an intellectual. I thought you were a survivor know-it-all. I thought that you spoke for the smart people on Survivor. And you're going to pick a, a, a Mactor in Pete? 
Really? To be in the best position? I am going to stick with to my guns. I have said all along, I like Denise to go ahead and win this game. Yes, she's on a tribe that sucks. And yes, there's a good chance that they may get down to two people next week. But paint the scenario where Denise gets voted out. Are you saying that they're gonna, the entire tribe is going to just get swallowed alive? Even if she goes to another tribe, she's a, she's a woman who's a physical asset in the challenges. Those are hard to come by. Then after the merge, she's not going to be a physical threat. You're going to want to keep her around. She's smart enough in the game. She's going to make good relationships with people. And I think she's in a great position to go the distance. Um, Steven, what do you have that's to say insane. That? My, my turn, right? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Rob, it's, that's, you're, you're obviously have some kind of mental abnormality. I don't it's, it's And something is wrong with your brain for you to say things, something like Denise. Denise is on a tribe of zero people right now that could be blown away by the wind at this point in the game. Denise has nothing going for her. Yes, she's smart and she's physical and she's, she's social. All those things are grateful to actually go the distance, but to be on a be very difficult this early in the game to make it far. Uh, I don't see, you know, Pete. Pete's on the dominant Nine. tribe. You know, yeah. it, it, oh, Rob, why shouldn't? Why isn't he gonna win? <laughs> Steven, you ignorant slut. Uh, you, you're so. You're so taken with uh, Pete and his uh, rugged good looks that you're blinded to the fact that young, arrogant, cocky men do not do well in this game. That Pete is does not have what it takes to go the distance. Mike Scoopin has uh, – you're, you you're returning player. You're disagreeing with yourself. You said he was in the best position. You think he's not going to see through what Pete is up to? The man has seen 24 seasons of Survivor. He knows what Pete's up to. And when push comes to shove, Pete will be exposed. He's too high on himself. And he's in an alliance with right, Abby time. Maria. Yes. Time. All right. All right. So my final question is, does Angie have a realistic chance to win Miss Survivor 2012? Robbie All can right. take this one. Uh, I will start. I think Angie has a terrific chance, Stephen, to become Miss Survivor 2012. Uh, she was – yes, she had a short stint on Survivor, but I think it was a memorable one. I think that the cookie ticket could take her far in the Miss Survivor competition in 2012. If she campaigns, if she gets her act together, she has pageant experience, and I think that she has some uh, some talents that will not be overlooked by the Miss Survivor voters. She will stick in our minds for for months and months from now, and I think that maybe a good post-show uh, Twitter account, I think, could ser- serve her well, and I think she will be a real contender for Miss Survivor 2012. Even? Well, Rob, that's exactly the kind of small-minded thoughts that I expect to come from you. Angie, I mean, it's clearly the recency bias, right? Like, you just saw Angie tonight, so you think she's hot and she's going to be a, a competitor for Miss Survivor. There's just no way. I mean, if you look at the Miss Survivor finalists from, from last year, you know, you had Parvati, you had Amanda, you had Courtney. You know, these were people who, while also very beautiful, also did very well in the game and were memorable characters in the game. You know, where was Sydney Wheeler? Where was Candace from Token Chiefs? You know, very, very beautiful girls, not in the top five for Miss Survivor. I think the fact is, you know, an unmemorable character. You know, this episode, we're all going to be talking about, you know, Carter from Calabao. 
you know, and Angie really? and like the crazy things he says. And uh, there's no, I think Angie's going to be just like two, two big floating memories yeah. that will, will hardly uh, register. All right, Rob, is, is Angie relevant? <laughs> yes, Angie is relevant. Steven, that your counter argument is that we in a few months from now we're gonna we're gonna all be talking about Carter from Calabaw. This is your this is your counterpoint to my saying that Angie will be a runner. People will she is one tough cookie, and there is no quit. And we will not, we will not forget about her. Uh, she will be she has made an impression in our minds. She will be snuggling up and cuddling with the Miss Survivor voters for the next few months. And if she sets her mind to it. There is a, she could certainly be one of the five nominees for Miss Survivor 2012 come January. All right. Steven? Rob, I, I, th- I think I see the flaw in your logic. You just said if she sets her mind to it. Like, <laughs> where exactly is this mind that you're talking about? Yeah. Like, there, you, what are you talking about? There's no Angie mind. I'm sorry. I, I think you just invalidated your entire opinion. All right. That's all. I think I win with all right. Uh, uh, let's. Should we ask the chat room here live who won the Survivor debate 2012? Let's let's see let's see the votes uh, coming in. Should we have Cochran decide who won the debate? Uh, let's see. I see a lot of Stevens uh, out there. Do, uh, and let's oh, get the. Yeah, Angie just won. Oh, here we go. Yes. <laughs> and who does Cochran? Who does Cochran say was the winner of the debate? We'll let let Cochran decide. Although he may. Uh, uh, Cochran says, I say dot, 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 building the drama as he likes to do. Stephen Fishback. Oh, okay. So congratulations, oh, yes. Stephen. Yes. Cochran has awarded you the winner of the Survivor Debate 2012. Matt, thank you so much for uh, coming on and moderating with us and wearing that uh, very nice shirt, courtesy of uh, dangeesling.com. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Matt. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Stephen. Uh, I feel like that uh, seems like a, a round of uh, know-it-alls for uh, week number three. Well, thanks again for having me, Rob. This was fun to uh, you know debate with you and to see see your deluded opinions. So uh, you know, <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Yes, thank you very much, Stephen. Yes, talk to you next week and follow follow uh, at Stephen Fishback on Twitter. Uh, get ready for. Do you know who's getting the fishy tomorrow? Yes, I do. I think we we heard about it tonight. Whoa. Okay. So we'll, we'll see. check out Stephen's column tomorrow uh, on people.com. He'll, 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 he'll reveal who won the fishy. And uh, also, Stephen has a, a Facebook fan page now on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So check out, check out Stephen's uh, Facebook, Facebook fan page. Stephen, uh, t- take care. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. So for those of you guys who are watching us live on Wednesday night, this is where the show abruptly ended uh, when Steven went to take himself off of the spreecast. He clicked the button to end the spreecast. So uh, the show ended uh, very Sopranos-esque the way that we just uh, ended the show uh, like that. So I apologize about that. We will get it all figured out for you guys for uh, next week when the Survivor Know-It-Alls return next Wednesday at 9.15 p.m. after Survivor. So here's a very busy Thursday coming up here on uh, Rob Has a Podcast. On Thursday morning, 
I am going to be speaking with Angie Layton, the latest person voted out of Survivor. Uh, we will be talking about Cookies and Malcolm and Russell Swan and Matt Singh and everything, and maybe see if she is game for a run at Miss Survivor 2012. And we will have that up for you uh, on Thursday afternoon. And then I will be speaking with a Survivor winner, Adas. Uh, will be joining us to talk about Survivor. He contacted me. He called me up and said, I'm ready to go. When are we doing a podcast? So he's fired up. He wants to talk about this season. So uh, we will have that for you uh, very late Thursday night, uh, perhaps even Friday morning. Uh, That'll be our full Survivor podcast talking about everything that went on. And uh, we're also scheduled to have an update on the Race for governor of Indiana. Yes, it's we're going to get into a little bit of uh, covering the uh, election 2012 uh, from a man from Indiana. Indiana. Uh, we're going to check in with a just a uh, a citizen of Indiana who is going to uh, update us about what's happening on the ground uh, with the Rupert Boneham campaign for governor. So we're going to get an update on that as well on Thursday. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, Halloween right around the corner and uh, you want to make sure you uh, get anything you need for Halloween avoid all the lines at the stores Uh, check out Amazon.com for all your Halloween needs and costumes. They've got a great selection over there. If you go to robhasawebsite.com slash costumes, that's the shortcut to go to the Amazon.com costume store and uh, check out everything they have over there. And uh, a great way to help support Rob has a podcast. We get a little commission. You don't pay anymore. It's a great deal. Or for anything you need from Amazon, go to robhasawebsite.com slash Amazon or click the banner at the top of the page. So that's going to do it for me here on a Wednesday night, Survivor Know-It-Alls. Thank you, of course, to Stephen Fishback and Jessica Frey for producing the show and Matt Forsyth for being our debate moderator. And so until tomorrow, everybody, uh, take care, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye.